finally episode 30 uh it's all basketball so i recommend clicking off if you don't want to hear that personally Bequan, cut the music. We are back. We almost got Howlin' in on this one, but we're ultimately unable to pull it off. Would have been the heist of the century. Uh, we, I actually kind of lied. It's not all basketball necessarily. Uh, we're going to do our picks to start here, and then it's all basketball. So if you have been on the fence about whether or not you want to keep listening to the basketball stuff, hold on for another like five minutes, and then, I, then you can leave. Uh, but yeah, we got Kylie Schultz, uh, Seattle here, and... We're going to get right into it. Uh, no real breaking news. Deshaun hasn't been traded yet, but we got awfully close. Um, might happen by next week. Who knows? I'm hoping it breaks live on the pod because last time there was a situation like this, the Rays got Nelson Cruz, so that was really cool. Um, but, yeah, so picks. Uh, Schultz, start with you. Picks for uh, picks for this week. I guess we can recap last week, too. Uh, oh, yeah, we'll do that to start. Seattle won. Again, he's because he's a betting guru. Yeah, apparently I did. I I broke even, and if we're adding up the weeks, I am currently at a profit of twenty cents. So, don't let me get hot. Is all I'm saying. I lost four bucks. The Texans money line pick really killed me. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be returning there this week, though. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, if you decided to fade me, then you're making a profit. So, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Chris Kirk. He was the big money maker last week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Plus three fifty, painful out. That's not too so, shabby. Fresh, uh, fresh slate this week. Schultz, uh, start with you. We'll go Schultz, Kylie, me, and then we'll cap it off with the champion. Actually, I'm going hot first. I'm going with hot first. Uh, I'll yeah, read for that. him. Uh, Oregon money line. Oklahoma minus 38 and a half. Ohio State IU over 60 and a half. Oklahoma State plus seven. Colts money line. Rams minus 15 and a half. And then Chiefs and Titans over 56 and a half. So he's once again doing like 20 games, which I respect. One win, one loss on those. Spread the uh, wealth. Spread the wealth out. Yeah, exactly. All right. Schultz, over to you now. Your picks for this week. Yeah. Um, I have some NFL and some NCAA like usual. So we'll start in the NFL. I got Bengals plus six and a half, Raiders minus three, Colts plus four and a half, and the Dolphins money line. And then college football, we're going Maryland plus five, Oklahoma State plus seven. No clue how they're a seven-point dog. Yeah. Um, top 10 team in the nation. I mean, I could definitely see them losing, but seven points is a lot for a team that's at least on paper the number eight team in the nation. And then finally, Wake Forest minus three. Another similar situation. I just feel like three points, they should be able to cover that. I know Army's the Army plays a little different than most teams play, so it's going to be a different uh, type of game, but I still like Wake in that game. Um, and then just going back up from the top, I had Bengals six and a half against the Ravens. The Bengals have played every team tough they played, so I don't see any difference. Raiders, uh, the Raiders are a friend of the pod. Um, they made us some money, so I'm just going to keep riding that. Uh, Colts, four and a half. Niners just can't score enough. Um, and then Dolphins money line. I just like the value there. I mean, they really didn't look that bad in London and it's not like the Falcons are a great team. So at plus odds, I like the Dolphins money line there. And then Maryland. Yep. I don't know why I have a very soft spot for Maryland football for no <laughs> yeah, reason. That's been, wow, that's, been yeah. all year. <laughs> that's been all year, man. I'll go next. I've got Panthers minus three over the Giants banged up Giants team. I don't love the Panthers, but I like them winning by three or more. Got Chiefs money line over the Titans. Chiefs are starting to find their role. Titans beat the Bills last week. I don't know if they can repeat performance back-to-back weeks, especially with Julio having a hamstring, and I think A.J. Brown's banged up too. Raiders minus three as well over the Eagles. You know, they got that new uh, Basaccia in there. Josh Jacobs said it's just a whole way better environment. I like what the Raiders are going to do now with this interim coach, and they're not having to worry about Gruden yelling down their neck. Probably some slurs in there, too. Yeah. Wake Forest, minus three and a half over Army. You're lucky you got him at minus three, but I still like him to cover. 
Uh, Nevada money line over Fresno. I'm riding with the with the NFL QB prospect here. I think they're pretty even teams. It's at Fresno, but you know that place won't be sold out. And I got Oregon money line. You know the battle of Chip Kelly. I like Oregon to pull it out after they lost to Stanford. I think UCLA has just been on a complete downward spiral. I've got uh, some really, really messed up picks this week. Uh, we're going to start off with the best one. Expect Texans money line every single week with some <laughs> low amount. It has to hit at some point. Um, I'm putting $5 on it. Uh, odds are, uh, what is that, plus 900? Uh yeah, yeah, it, it, it won't happen, but I'm essentially playing with a lot of tickets at this point. Uh, another one, not quite as extreme, but still relatively extreme, Clemson money line over Pitt. Uh, Pitt is absolutely the better team, but I, I don't want to come to terms with the fact that Pitt is favored over Clemson. Um, that just doesn't sit well with me. Oregon money line. Uh, who's Oregon playing? I forgot. Uh, Oregon UCLA. UCLA. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of like what I did with Iowa the other week where Iowa was ranked and they were playing Maryland and they were two and a half point favorites or something like that. Oregon in this case isn't even favorites. They're minus one for or plus one for this game. So I went with the money line there. Uh, Purdue, I have their money line as well over Wisconsin. I think that is going to be an awful game. Uh Close enough. They have an NFL draft prospect, so I'll just go with them. Uh, Northwestern, uh, plus 23 and a half. Michigan's a good team. Northwestern, not so good, but I'm rooting on a backdoor cover there. Clippers, plus three. That game's tonight, so you guys are going to know by the time the pod comes out whether or not that happens. Uh, I really like the Warriors. We'll get into that later, but um, I don't know. I think the Clippers are going to be able to pull it out. And then finally, Memphis uh, minus one and a half over UCF. I don't trust that UCF team at this moment in time. Uh, so I, I as their coach, it's, yeah, that's part of it. I mean, if they had a healthy quarterback, then perhaps, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been kind of tough sledding for them. Uh, they got boat raised by Cincinnati and it wasn't even that close. It was 56 to 21. It wasn't even that close. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it for my picks. Very high risk, high reward this week. For me, I have um, also have a game tonight, the Thursday night football game. I have Browns uh, minus one and a half versus the Broncos. This spreads kind of all over the place. So you can get it at mi- minus one at a pick them two. I've seen it at, at many different numbers. But yeah, one and a half is the one I just wrote down here. Um, I just think that with Case Keenum at quarterback for the Bronco uh, for the Browns, I'm sorry, uh, for at Case Keenum uh, at quarterback for the Browns will help kind of solve some of the issues they've had in the passing game in some of these games they've had recently. Um, Baker has you know made a lot of questionable decisions. Um, one of that mainly just playing with an injury in the first place just has completely destroyed his arm. Um, and that's really affected a lot of chemistry he's had with some receivers like Odell Beckham uh mainly um but i think with with case keenum at quarterback now uh their passing game will be a lot better even though they are missing uh chubb and kareem hunt if the running game i still feel like their replacements will will be just as fine you know their offensive line is very good so i imagine Jonas johnson will be fine and so i like the browns um minus one and a half uh i also took the jets plus seven and money line at plus 270 uh i think the uh i think the patriots have kind of been the team that's naturally played into close games um we've seen that with the texans and you know uh, like they, they played down to them and the, the texans also played just really aggressive in that game as well and really tested some of the the flaws of new england secondary um, and I think the, the Jets are going to be able to do some of the same things. Um, and with Zach Wilson coming off a bye, they'll have a lot more time to gain chemistry with his receivers because the receiving core is honestly pretty solid. Um, you know, Corey Davis and Elijah Mitchell are, are really good players. And Denzel Mims has started to come into the fold a little bit too. 
Um, I'm really hoping that he starts to look good for uh, uh, Dynasty's sake. <laughs> but um, uh, um, yeah, yeah, I think the Jets. I think that's a good number. I think that, that they're kind of they're kind of sneaky, um, getting better every week. Um, so yeah, I think I like the Jets plus seven, and I take a, and I'm taking a stab at the money line. Um, and then I also like the Colts this week. I agree with Schultz that the Niners' offense just is is not very effective. Um, and I think with Jimmy G still at quarterback, uh, they're going to, they're going to, they're, they're going to struggle against a Colts team that is starting to get a lot better, even despite all the injuries they've, they've had. And Carson once has honestly looked pretty good. Yeah, agreed. He's been, he's been impressive. And, you know, I think this, this obviously benefits the Colts, but if the Colts can't get it done, the Eagles are absolutely thrilled by that development too, because, the odds of their, uh, as each week passes, the odds of that first round pick actually conveying continue to go up and up. So, um, I got one quick thing. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point, I've reached the point, if Carson can stay healthy, that our pick between eight and 16, if we don't make the playoffs, is worth Carson wins. Yeah, I, I can, I can agree with that. Cause like, I don't, has there been like a specific reason why you guys have lost the games that you've lost or has it been like, Oh, you know, they could have gone either way. Uh, I mean, we were right there with the right. I mean, we should have beat the Ravens and then we were right there with the Rams and then Carson got two sprains with like seven minutes <laughs> left down three. It was it's still I'm, insane to think about. So like, that's just two games right there. And then the other one's just, first game against Seattle we were just it was the first game yeah first game and then Titans it just wasn't it so I mean the the kind of reason I bring that up is like with the Colts I don't it doesn't seem as if they have like really really obvious holes that it's like holy shit we need a first round pick to fix this yeah like mainly injuries and stuff yeah which and tough schedule I think the one position they would maybe want to bolster would be in the second yeah in the secondary yes. yeah. um yeah and, uh but uh um, especially with some of the injuries they've had so far this year um and Xavier Rhodes uh, I mean he he's been a player that um is kind of you know starting to get towards the the latter half the latter area of his career for sure um so they definitely need a long-term starter along uh Rakia who has actually played pretty well this year yeah um but uh, but yeah, I agree. I think the Col- they, the Colts aren't they're they're not desperate for that first round pick, especially. I mean, it doesn't seem like that any of the quarterbacks would immediately be better than once. So it might as well just keep him as the quarterback for another season if he continues to play well, because next year's class is really good. And if the Colts just happen yeah. to be in the same situation again next year, you know, they, then we get someone. They can still get somebody really good. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, the fact that Xavier Rhodes, too, has actually done anything. Absolutely. I thought he was washed already. And so kind of here we are. What is it? Two years after he signed? Yeah. Has it been two this years? Is or three second years? Year. Yeah, this is the second year. Yeah. Two years after year. he signed. Like, oh, maybe now he's done. It's just it's crazy yeah. to me that we're even having it, that conversation. I think he's benefited from the switch of being the, the number one man to man corner to playing a zone. It's definitely better on the age. Agreed. I think that's uh, it's probably it for football talk for this week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slice it there. Uh, main event here. Sorry if we lost it. Tune in next week. Episode thirty. Big celebration here. All right. On to the main event here. Uh, basketball. Basketball is back. Uh, it's two days, of course, after the fact since the season started. So we've got two full days to work with. I tweeted out my predictions beforehand. Um. And it's nice too because for one of my award predictions, there's no shot in hell I would I would or anyone would have made it, frankly, after seeing the first game. But uh, we're gonna keep rolling with it. So uh, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's start in the East here. Um, we have kind of consensus picks for we have the spreadsheet. We'll tweet it out later on too. Ooh, it's nice and formatted now as well. That's exciting. Uh, we'll start in the East. We'll go on our average from. 15 to one for each team in the East. And then we'll go each team in the West. Uh, starting with the Orlando magic. Uh, 
<laughs> we all had them at the 15th seed. Uh, so they are our communal 15th seed in the, uh, in the East here. Um, do we need to say much more about Orlando than besides the fact that it's going to be a long year for them again? I hope Jonathan like Isaac gets John- back healthy. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. If Jonathan Isaac's solid, they could, they have like a little higher of a ceiling, but it's nothing like crazy. And I, I'm interested to see how Suggs and Cole Anthony play off of each other. There's some interesting storylines here at the minimum, but yeah, this isn't a team that I expect to do much at I all. I feel like you, you haven't been able to say that about the Magic lately either. Um, it was kind of, it felt to me like it was the same team for years and they got rid of Vooch. It's like, okay, they're really leaning into this whole tanking thing. Um, I'm honestly really excited to watch this team. They have some really uh, odd connections with Washington sports. I mean, obviously, Markel Fultz played with Washington. Terrence Ross also played for Washington. Uh, Jalen Suggs um, obviously went to Gonzaga. So you have those, you have all those guys. And Robin Lopez is a big Mariners fan. So yeah, all those guys go <laughs> go Washington sports. <laughs> Yeah, agreed. Uh, another school one, too. I'm not going to save it until later. Uh, I found out the other night that Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan were teammates at USC. I had yeah, no idea Vuce even went to college in the United States. I thought he was just a straight international player, and that's how he came over, let alone that him and DeMar were, one, in college at the same time, and two, were teammates. Just Absolutely blew my mind. So there is a slight, there's an Orlando connection there. So we'll roll with it. Uh, 14, the Detroit Pistons. Uh, once again, we all picked the Pistons to be the 14 seed in the East. Um, they played last night. It was a very ugly game both ways. Uh, Killian Hayes is easily going to be probably my largest miss in NBA draft projection history. I drank the uh, KOC Kool-Aid on Killian Hayes being one of the best players in that draft class. And he finished with, I want to say 27 minutes and he had one assist and that was his only stat. So it's not looking good for him. If there's a player I really, really like, especially if there's an international connection and they go to Detroit, it's not going to work. See Sekou Dumboya and now Killian Hayes as well. So Detroit is our seed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're just, uh, they're really going to struggle to score. They just have outs, I mean, especially with you know Cade not really playing yet. I mean they're they're they just don't really have any go to scorers outside of Jeremy Grant right now. Yeah, I'm interested well, to see how Sadiq Bay uh, develops. I've always liked his game when he was at Nova, and he had a pretty solid rookie season. I think he can develop into a pretty solid player, whether that's in Detroit or somewhere else. More of a question for the future, but I really like. I like, I like his game a lot. He's a six, seven small forward who can shoot the three really well. So I think between him and then also like a Isaiah Stewart's work rate as a center between those two guys, I think they have a, like a solid little core. I don't think it's enough to ever like push for the playoffs in the next couple of years. But if Cade turns out and they have Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart, that's at least a solid uh, backbone. And then they have Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Forever. I think if uh, nothing else, they have the they have the culture established at this point. I think if nothing else, um, the a lot of these players won't be around for any sort of title runs or playoff runs for them necessarily. But the culture is definitely in place. Me watching Isaiah Stewart too last night, he was that dude does not stop. Yeah. Like just consistently, he finished with twelve and eight last night. But he was all over the place whenever he could be. Um, he was super super impressive to watch. Yeah. I watched him at. I watched him play Trace Jackson Davis when he was a senior in high school, at uh, at the Wall Southport Loom. Invitational. Yeah, when he was with La Loom, and that dude ran the floor like, he, it was so impressive. Like that a size. He was, Yeah, he would just run up and down the floor. It was awesome to watch. Like I've been high on him ever since then. Another Washington guy for you, Seattle. <laughs> They're all over. Bottom two teams though, so not not the best look so far. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kylie, do you want to add anything on the uh, on the Pistons? Yeah, I I like the young guys they have. I'm afraid with, I think kind of going off your point, Schultz, like Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay, like they're kind of. I think they're kind of really good role players on good teams, and they've been thrusted into star roles on the Pistons, and it's just, I don't think it's the most 
effective way for their career, but we'll see kind of how the build out goes. You know, definitely Cade will be a, a good building block off that as kind of like the, the main star. And we'll see if they can kind of bring in some other pieces that will allow these other guys that have been thrust into those roles to find their actual true roles and be the most effective they can be. Sorry, ESPN just started blasting my ears with a dunk highlight out of nowhere. They autoplayed something. That happens um, to me too. I'm excited for. I'm excited to see what Cade ends up bringing. Uh, seeing his game in the NBA will be pretty uh, a pretty cool transition, especially since the last big point guard didn't work out so well. Uh, love more in him. Don't worry. But uh, I'm I'm excited for once Cade finally does come back to see what he's going to offer that team. But at the end of it, I don't see. Uh, it won't change much. Maybe it'll it'll increase the watchability of the team, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland is our 13 seed. I want to talk really quickly about them. If you have not watched the one Cavs game and specifically watched Evan Mobley, he is going to be special. Like he was absolutely incredible to be able to watch in that first game, especially as a rookie, seeing how he was able to move, stretch the floor, and just kind of do whatever the team needed was really fun. It's going to make them watchable. But once again, I think we're all kind of in agreement here. This ain't going to be a good team. Yeah. Hope Garland and Sexton get traded out because I like both of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Okoro is another player to watch. If he can develop into a, a good 3 and D guy, I mean, then that will really help kind of help establish more of the, the young core of this team because Sexton and Garland have definitely become too good uh playmakers and scorers for them there have been rumors too that okoro is going to take one of those starting spots as well uh which will be pretty interesting war damn uh, yeah war damn that's right kind of difficult at this point to uh read it i'm gonna say that the 12 for us is the wizards uh the averages are kind of strange with uh with the way it, it goes. is the wizards it Look is the, the wizards right. well it says 11 Oh my goodness. Wow. I'm stupid. Okay. <laughs> I see it now. I've been trying to do the like mental math in my head this whole time. All right. Wizards are our 12 seed. Uh, of course, the Wizards this offseason, they did make the big Russell Westbrook trade, which is probably going to be addition by subtraction. But we're all kind of unanimous in saying that at best case, it's going to get them into the playing game. Yeah. yeah I, I'll, I'll, you can go, Seattle. Okay, yeah, I, I, I actually, um, I, I do think this team is, uh, I do have a little bit of a soft spot for them. Uh, I, I, I do think that they, they will get better. I don't know if they really are a playoff team or will make the plan, but um, uh, I mean, personally, I put them in, where did I put them in my rankings? I put them 10th. Uh, I put them 10th. So, yeah, I have them in the play and just making the plans. And uh, I, I think that the Westbrook trade was honestly good for them because it really helped extend the depth of, of their team. And Kuzma and Kuzma and Montrez honestly played pretty well last night. And KCP, uh, he didn't really play as well, but he should get better. And I think Rui Hashimura is another player, obviously a Gonzaga guy. Um, I th- he looked really good in the Olympics. Um, and I think he'll improve a lot. So uh, I feel like this team is only going to get better because of the young talent that they have. Yeah. Just yeah, a can... quick, just a quick comment on the Wizards. I think it just if you look at their situation two seasons ago, what they've been able to do in two off seasons, getting off that John Wall contract getting Russell Westbrook from that and then flipping Russell Westbrook into Trez and Kuzma and just opening up money to get Dinwiddie, other players like that has just been a, just a a great can just complete switch of the franchise and their outlook. I mean, you look at their situation two years ago, Beal and Wall didn't want to play with each other and Wall was on a McMax deal that they just thought was unmovable. They moved it for another deal that was unmovable, flipped that into some young talent. And I think they're in a, in a great spot right now to build forward. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you guys see it this way as well, but for me, anyone between the seven seed and the 12 seed, those spots to me are so close that yeah. anyone that's a 12 seed could make the play in game or could be the seven seed. Um, I honestly, I might, 
go as far to say that the seven through 12 seeds in the East are going to be stronger than the seven through 12 seats in the West, which I can't say That's I've ever said happened. that before. Like I've been a fan for like 10 years or so. All right, next up, Hornets. Uh, of course, they, uh, if you've been living under a rock, they just led a hellacious comeback last night against the Indiana Pacers to get that first win. We have them as our 11th ranked team, uh, the highest being Schultz at nine and the lowest being Seattle at 12 for that. Yeah, I can talk about the Charlotte Hornets for a little bit, I guess, since I have them the highest. <laughs> Um, I kind of, I like the roster. They returned pretty much everybody from last season. And the only reason they were even in that playoff game, like, or that play in game, I guess not the only reason, but the reason why they were in that and maybe not the seven seed where they just had to play the one game. So LaMelo ball was out for the majority of the season and he came back. They're probably going to have him all season, assuming no injuries. And I think he just makes that team a lot better. He's very, very talented. And I really like the addition of book night. A low-key addition that I actually really liked, which is kind of why I put them a little higher, is I think Mason Plumlee is going to be a great player for that team. If you watched any Pistons games last year, he was actually a big improvement compared to years past with him. He's kind of an all-around guy. He can pass, he can rebound, he can score, he can do a little bit of everything, which is kind of what they were lacking last year with um, Biombo, who's just like a, a worse version of Mason Plumlee, in my opinion. And then, I don't know, I think Gordon Hayward, if he continues to have a good season um like he's had in the past and he kind of gets a little consistent play time which he's struggled with just through injuries if he can have a healthy season i don't see a reason why the hornets can't finish in the playoffs and at least the playing game maybe even a little higher yeah my only concern with the hornets this year is their big depth i like the addition of mason Plumley, but once he got into foul trouble early like the only like the guy that they brought in was pj washington who's Six nine, so they just don't have that big man depth. But I really like their guards and Gordon Hayward. If he can stay healthy, should keep them competitive in in that conversation for either a playoff spot or a playing game. I'm a little worried about the center defense, but uh, overall, should uh, should be pretty decent going forward. All right, Toronto. Uh, I'm definitely going to talk about Toronto. I'm crazy high on this team. Uh, they are our 10 seed. We actually, I'm pretty sure with us having them as the 10 seed, we're higher as a group, probably skewed because of me, like single-handedly. But people aren't expecting much kind of out of this Toronto team. With me, I see a team that is probably going to end up being the best defensive team in the league. The issue, of course, is going to be, where does that offense come from? Last night, defensively, they were they were pretty good. I don't actually remember how many points they ended up giving up, but it wasn't the defense's fault. It was because they were giving so many possessions over to the offense because they could not buy a bucket. So I think once Siakam's able to come back and Fred Van Fleet's able to play regular minutes and they kind of get maybe two or three guys that can actually score the ball consistently, I think their ceiling's right around being a seven seed. Um, yeah, so that's uh, Toronto Raptors are our first playing team in this case definitely skewed anything more on toronto or are we uh moving on all right chicago is our ninth seed the bulls of course last night won a i guess we'll call it a defensive grind fest um ugly game very very ugly game the ball movement was pretty cool on chicago's end of things just shots weren't necessarily falling that that were open um but Chicago is, of course, our nine seed here. The lowest we have them is Seattle with 11, with the highest at seven. So Seattle, why are the Bulls the 11 seed? You? Yeah, I I just think that they're they're still really young. Um, that they don't really have very much scoring outside of uh, the trio. I mean, the really the 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 outside of their starting lineup, like Vucevic and DeRozan and. And were some great additions, you know, since last season and, and Lonzo as well. And they really strengthened the team. But looking at the rest of the roster, like Kobe White, I still feel like is still working on a ton of parts of his game. He's a big work in progress in my mind. And um, Caruso, Derek Jones, like those are good defenders to come off the bench. But I still feel like they're, they're lacking like a, a, a true like six man. And even though Kobe White can provide that scoring and volume, he's not really that efficient. And so I just don't really see them as being that efficient of an offense 
And we even saw that last night, they were going against the, the you know, a, a pretty bad Pistons team. I mean, and we talked about how, you know, frisky they can be defensively at home, but the, the Bulls really struggled to get going until the end of that game. And if they're going to be, if they're going to play like that against some of the better teams in the NBA, um, they're going to lose those games instead of winning more often than not, if that's the case of their efficiency through uh, 36 minutes. The, uh, the pregame for the Bulls had a hype video on, and I was texting about this a little bit. They said something along the lines of they had a starting lineup full of superstars now, competent management, a fan favorite off the bench in Alex Caruso, and they were going to do some serious damage this season. I'm just thinking, like, why on earth? They made a Muhammad Ali comparison in their, to their team. I'm just like, dude, what are you – like, what on earth has Chicago been down this bad from guard packs that now this is, like, how extreme we're going the other way? Um, so that was, that was pretty funny to end up hearing, but, uh, yeah, so they are currently, they said at one and now, and they're our nine seed. Number eight, this one we'll talk about for a minute. Indiana Pacers are our number eight seed. We all had them as a playoff team, which is nice. Uh, Kylie, I think it's only fair that you kind of start us off with the Pacers. Uh, yeah. Tell us. Uh, why why do you have them where they are and what are your expectations? Yeah, I've got them where they are. I think uh, they edge out the Bulls just because it's a lot of returning players that have played with each other and the Bulls are all pretty new and there's not any knockdown shooters on the Bulls really except Levine and Vucevic can knock down some shots. The rest are just a lot of playmakers that can drive and score. Um, I think it's going to take some time for that team to get used to playing together. Um, definitely was a tough loss last week or last night, but it was the first game and Duarte showed a lot of promise. And he was, I think the season was kind of hinged on him. If he was going to, if he's going to be good or not, um, we definitely need Karis LeVert and TJ Warren to come back, but I think with what we had last night and what we showed, um, Sabonis is a dominant player. He's a liability on defense, but that's where Miles Turner fills in if he can stay healthy. And, you know, Brogdon's a solid player. And, you know, once some of those guys that started yesterday moved to the bench, I think we struggled – with the bench yesterday and once those guys like holiday and probably Duarte moved to the bench, it'll be a, a lot better unit playing with TJ McConnell and um, Tory Craig, who was actually played really well yesterday. I was surprised he had like seven rebounds or something and he's solid on defense. I think it's a pretty all around squad with no, really glaring superstars. So that's kind of why I have them at the bottom of the East, but making the playoffs. Um, it's solid, but not great. And I think it kind of edges out some of those borderline teams. I'm excited for, uh, I'm excited to see what Miles Turner ends up actually doing this year with the real head coach. Once again, I'm hoping that he ends up taking some big steps forward here. Number seven, we have the Boston Celtics, another rather contentious team. They're as high as the three seed, as low as the nine seed. Uh, I'll talk Boston really quick. I'm very high on Ime Udoka. I was also, I still am banking on Jason Tatum making a huge kind of step forward, but um, we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Uh, Boston, of course, uh, returning a lot of pieces from last year. Dennis Schroeder's a point guard for them. Marcus Smart, I believe, is in the starting lineup, though, at point guard. Um, Al Horford's back and yeah, it's a decently, it, it's weird. It's, it's rather familiar, but also pretty different at the same time. Um, so yeah, Boston is our seventh seed. Anything more to add there? We're going to need with, some center depth. Yeah. That's what they're going to need. I'm almost at the point with Boston where, you know, Tatum and Brown are great players, but I'm just I'm almost at the point where they need to pick one or the other and get 
a big return for whoever they decide not to go with and build around that. I think they're both just budding stars that kind of it's either one game, one of them's on or the other game, the other one's on. I've, I haven't seen too many games where they're both just popping and that's kind of what they're built around for them to both go off. And like, I just feel like it doesn't happen enough for them to be as much of contenders that they think their roster is. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I, I think I was the, I'm the highest of uh, Aiden's also high on them. Yeah. He's at three and at four. I, I still feel, I still feel like that this is a really good roster and the, the core of Tatum and Brown is, a, it's a very, they're a very strong duo. And I think it's just the, 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 the fact that they've re- uh, in terms of their bench and their depth, they've relied so much on those kind of uh, late lottery and early, early second round picks that they've acquired um, throughout the years. And a lot of those guys, I just don't think have developed as quickly uh, as they would have liked. Like someone like Grant Williams, you know, um, who, who's played a ton of minutes for that team recently. He has, he's still very much developing an offensive game, but he's a great defender off the bench. So he's like, so they have, they have a lot of players like that who are just sort of, they, they have a, a good, they have good utility, but they're not complete. They don't uh, like a team, like a team, like, Philadelphia, they have a lot of they have a lot of efficient scores off the bench. I think that's something that Boston kind of lacks, and they rely so much on the duo to score. Um, so in a, I think somebody like at, at, like last year when they acquired Evan Fournier, that was such a big boost to that team um, in terms of, in terms of the scoring. And if they can get another player like that to come off the bench, I think that would really help because they they are they do have they do have such a strong duo that I think that that can carry them in a lot of games but um I think they're just missing uh the some some length in terms of the scoring and sort of the bottom of their lineup if I'm not mistaken too they have a giant trade exception from the uh Kemba Walker initial trade to Oklahoma City so um I'll have to double check on that that's a conversation for another uh for another time all right, our sixth seed here is the New York Knicks. We're once again right around the same on them. Uh, it looks as if it could have gone with either the Knicks or the Heat for six or five. Um, highest mm. we had them was as the four seed, and the lowest we had them as the seventh seed. So New York Knicks, of course, if you watched that crazy, crazy game last night, uh, they are one and zero. It's it's a fun team to watch, though. It's a very fun team to watch. I think the addition of Ben Fournier is going to be really, really impressive for them. I'd say the biggest thing going forward with this team with this team is if Obi Toppin can continue to perform at what he did last night, because if he can add that to this roster, it just adds a completely different dynamic. Just another guy that another wing slash like power forward type player that can give you solid minutes off the bench, give Julius Randall a break um, between him and the addition of Kemba Walker. And just like, the well, I guess quickly didn't really play that much last game, but if quickly continues to develop like he did last season, I expect this team to be pretty solid. I think Fournier was definitely the biggest addition, obviously, at least for the first game with that 32 point. I don't, I wouldn't expect that every day, but you know, you know, I like the Knicks. I think, you know, what we're going to get from the Knicks too, that little, that gritty Thibodeau type play. And I think that fits the, this roster. So I'm excited to see. I think seeing RJ Barrett too buy in on defense as well was really impressive. He was playing some very, very solid defense last night. Of course, he finished with 19 points as well. But defensively, he was, to me, like that was my most kind of impressive part of watching his game last night was seeing him guard, you know. He was on Tatum for part of the night. He was on Jalen Brown for part of the night. And he just did a solid, solid job of locking guys up last night, which was uh, pretty nice. I didn't, I didn't know if he would have that in him. All right. Miami is the five seed, as I mentioned. This Heat team, of course, with the addition of Kyle Lowry and hopefully the re-addition of Tyler Hero. Uh, maybe he becomes a good player again, part of the Harden package. Who knows? Um, they're, our, uh, they're our five seed for the uh, for the official pod picks. I'm looking for the spread. Here it is again. Uh, we had them all as the six or the five. Seems like our expectations are pretty in line here with uh, with for this Heat team. Uh, seems like a just an overall solid group. Yeah, I, I, I just think... I personally like Spolstra. I just think he's 
in my opinion, he's the top three coach in the NBA. Obviously, that's that can be arguable. But I just love Spolstra. He's going to develop this team really well and put Spolstra, a great coach with a just a great leader like uh, Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler. I just think this team has a lot of veteran leadership mixed with Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo. I think there's a great mix of players here that can really turn into a great team. And they have that shooting with Duncan Robinson if Max Strauss decides that he's a good shooter again this year. Um, then they have a nice amount of pieces. And then hopefully P.J. Tucker uh, doesn't just like, I don't know. I just can't imagine he does, gives you a lot of minutes at this point in his career, but I hope he does. Um, but if he doesn't and he plays really bad, hopefully they cut him and then he signs the vet men, come back to Milwaukee and win another championship. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty high on the heat. I think they, they have a pretty high ceiling. Yeah, I agree with your points, kind of mixing that veteran Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler with – uh, continuing to develop Bam and Tyler Hero will just be a good mix. And you add that in with the coaching. Definitely should be a middle of the pack towards the top team in the East. Yeah. And I mean, if Victor Oladipo gives you anything, that's a plus too. Yeah. And they have player coach Udonis Haslam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a tough team for me. I, 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 um, I've never really been as high on the heat as a lot of other people, even when they made the finals a few years ago, I, I, uh, I didn't really see that coming. Um, I do really like Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo as a duo. Um, but overall, I, I'm just, I'm not as high on the addition of Kyle Lowry. I don't know if he provides as much as he used to earlier in his career. Um, and Duncan Robinson and Tyler hero for me, and even Oladipo, I, have never really been as high on them as players and Oladipo ever since his injury has just not been the same player at all. Um, and even, and just kind of looking at the depth, you know, beyond those guys, I just, I, I feel like their offense is really relying a lot on is going to, they're going to really rely a lot on Jimmy and, and Lowry and bam to score bu buckets for them. And hopefully, and hope that somebody like, Duncan and Tyler can, can get hot. Um, uh, so I just, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not as high on them. I do have them as the sixth seed, um, but I easily could see them falling down to seven or eight with the Pacers and the Knicks. Um, I, I think those teams are just as good in my mind. That's, and that's me with our next team coming up here. We have the 76ers as our four seed. Uh, we had them as high as the two seed. And I have them personally as my eight seed. Uh, very low playing team. Yeah, I know. Um, I really think that Simmons not playing and kind of continuing to drag this out. I don't think either side's going to budge, frankly. Um, it continues to kind of get worse and worse he did the whole oh my back is sore thing today finally after holding out the pod confirmed yeah holding out losing money and now it's hey you know oh man my back's sore like who could have seen that one coming um <laughs> spoiler we did i don't see them moving off of moving off of him and even daryl Morey came out and said today he's like look this is going to go on a long time like we're not going to budge on this we're not going to budge on how we value him which totally fair but i think at some point like this team's gonna have to uh it, it's going to hurt the team um i say hurt the team i still think they're good for probably seven or eight games above 500 i'm not too comfortable with uh mb's health as always um so that is part of my prediction is that mb's not going to be healthy for the whole year again i think that's a relatively safe bet i hope i eat my words though because he's a hell of a player um that's kind of why I'm not as high on it. I, I wanted to ask this question. I meant to ask it earlier. If you're what, if you're a teammate of a guy who wants out, would you rather have a, what Ben Simmons did or B what Jimmy Butler did to get out of Minnesota? Refresh for, me. Jimmy Butler. So for those that don't remember what Jimmy Butler did, he came into practice, uh, ran a scrimmage with the, Oh, the B team with the with the third team guys, not yeah. even the second team, the third team guys against the first stringers, and just ran the first stringers off the court and pretty much just kept saying the one quote that stuck with me is "You fucking need me," like you guys fucking need me, while he was still trying to demand a trade. Um, and he got the trade. He did get the trade in the end. Uh, me personally, I'm going with uh, I would prefer the Ben Simmons side of things because it's more 
it's more standard. And Jimmy Butler is a psychopath, loving to death. But that would that would fluster me a little bit. Where it's like you know this guy doesn't want to be here, and he's just alphaing everyone in that in the locker room by doing what he yeah. did. I would I would go Jimmy Butler on that one. Just I love Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I, my I, favorite non-bug. I, I would I would go to the Jimmy Butler side on that too because I I, f- I feel like everything that Jimmy did, it's like he he never really like took games off. He always like played really hard. Always always did the, always did the best he could. Um, and 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 I think you know the reason why he did that is I just he wanted to show how valuable he was not not just to like the coaches and everything, but to his teammates. And, you know, and I, and I think that really, that, that statement really echoed throughout that organization and ultimately led to him being traded. Whereas I feel like with Ben, it's just sort of like his values already been so low because his, his, because of his poor play in the playoffs. And now I, I just think that he's just sort of kind of belaboring the situation and making matters worse instead of just kind of coming to practice doing what the team acts asks of him. And then eventually I feel like the trade should come along. Um, and I, and, you know, I, I don't, I don't really blame Daryl for, for doing what he's doing. Um, I, I, he's not going to, he's not going to trade him for anything less than he, he feels he's worth. And I don't think he should because Ben Simmons does offer a lot to, I feel like in my opinion is a really good basketball team. Um, uh, Kylie, did you want to add anything to the to what Aiden was asking, or because um, I, I kind of do want to talk a little bit about uh, the 76ers because I, I do I'm picking them to win the championship. <laughs> I, I would I'll just quickly say on the whole thing, I'd personally rather have Jimmy Butler. I think Ben Simmons has handled it just very immaturely and just has screwed the 76ers in terms of value, I think. But the reason I've got them up there still is I think they'll still get some sort of value back. I think they'll at least get one or two players that are, that can come in and contribute. And I, I just think getting rid of that and just combining whatever they get back with him, with Embiid will keep them towards the top. Um, You know, I just think Embiid's, plays at that MVP level as long as he's healthy. And I think they'll at least get a couple, maybe one or two valuable pieces back that should contribute more than what, whatever the hell Ben Simmons is right now. Yeah. And that's part of why I honestly think that they have a really good chance to win this year. Um, Whoever they get in the Ben Simmons trade will ultimately help them overall. And I, I, having watched this team last night play against the Pelicans, um, even though Zion wasn't really playing for New Orleans, um, and with Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons didn't even play. Um, I thought going into the game that the Sixers wouldn't really look that good, that this would be a really big distraction for them. But honestly, I was really impressed with how they played. The Their lineup was um, – everybody throughout their lineup was on fire – Matisse Thibel was looking really great. Um, he's continuously developed every year. He's been drafted for them. Um, Maxie played a lot of minutes, and uh, he was a player that w- was really good in the playoffs last year for the 76ers. Corkmaz uh, was on fire. He was shooting fireballs. Um, and they, have a, they, like, they just have so much length in that lineup that was showcased with Simmons gone. And I think the fact that I think this team is ready to move on from this situation. And as soon as he's gone and they've traded him and whatever, and whoever they get back will ultimately help this team because they're really good. And if Embiid is healthy throughout the entire season, um, he arguably could have won MVP last year over Jokic. Um, And I feel, and I feel like if that, if that carries into the playoffs, they have a great chance to win the post, the win, the win the whole postseason. I can, I can see that too. Kind of where my predictions coming from here is that one, a Ben Simmons trade won't happen. Two, um, he won't come back and play because there's going to be this kind of super long standoff that continues further than it really ever could have. And three, that the health piece wouldn't be there. I think if if the health piece is there, they're probably good to me for at at very, very worst six, which back then, you know, it's like, oh, six in the East. That's like, you're like a 500 team. Not here, not this year. 
Um, these should be very, very solid teams still. Um, I hope I'm wrong though. I hope I'm wrong because I do like a, a lot of the pieces that they have. I just feel as if missing that salary right there specifically, that's the biggest thing for me is you're missing a max slot guy that I don't frankly think they're going to be able to move off of at this point for equivalent value, but we'll see. I very, very much hope we're wrong. Uh, speaking of 76, uh, the NBA 75 list came out and there was a tie for the one of the spots. So it's there are 76 people on the NBA 75 team um, that just got released. So that's, that's pretty cool. That's um, right. Hawks. Uh, we are all extremely high on the Hawks again. I have them as my four seed because I'm very high on the Celtics, but uh, yeah, they are the podcast three seed uh, bringing back. I'm pretty sure everyone from last year, uh, the one addition was, what was it DeLon Wright? I think was the main one. They drafted someone too. Jalen Johnson. They got Sharif. And Sharif yeah. But Jalen got... Johnson was their first pick. Yeah. So they got Jalen Johnson. They got Sharif. Um, this is a deep team. Yeah, no, this team's dope. I this really like this awesome. Hawks team. Yeah, I think they like. I think they could potentially, if the net, if Kyrie persists to not play all season, I think the Hawks could easily take the two seed. Um, I just love this roster. Last year, the main reason why they were like teetering between four, five, six seeds is because they were injured. They have a full off season to kind of get healthy all the way around, and even if they have one or two injuries, they have so much depth that they don't really like. It's not that big of a deal. They have. Bogdan, they have Clint Capella, John Collins. They have all these guys. Danilo, Solomon Hill is solid. Kevin Herter is solid. I, he could win sixth man of the year. Um, Lou Williams always wins sixth man of the year. Cam Reddish looked awesome when he came in. DeLon Wright's been one of my favorite players to watch. Like, that's been a low-key player since he played for Utah. Trey Young, we know Trey Young. And I think Jalen Johnson has a legitimate chance to be a really solid NBA player if he can just focus on being a mature athlete which is what has been his issue for so long and they have tlc they have that uh nets tlc and he yeah. i wasn't gonna pr- try to pronounce his name onyeko kongu is injured though right yep yeah so he's gone but it, it is what it is i either way i'll wrap this up i i'm a big believer in the hawks i think they have a very well-rounded team and i could easily see them being the two seed if the nets situation continues yeah Going off your point, I think they'll also benefit from getting DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish back healthy. You know, Reddish oh, yeah, is I didn't a even, I didn't even men- mention potential lethal, uh, lethal scorer, and DeAndre Hunter is going to be a huge piece on the wing for defense. Can also hit some threes. You know, they're a super deep team, and they also are super youthful, so they're just going to continue to get better, and they already got that playoff experience last year. Yeah, I think they're going to be pushing for the Eastern Conference Finals this year. I really they're hope- set. They're oh. set up very well going forward, too, contract wise. Um, just with some of the guys that they're going to need to extend. You have Hunter and Cam Reddish coming off the books year after next. Um, but they should have enough money kind of freed up by that point to be able to retain some of those guys. So pretty exciting for the Hawks. I, I really hope Okwongwu is not uh, injury prone because like when he's been when he was healthy last year for the the playoffs he was so good and added so much defensive versatility for that team so I, I hope he when he whenever he comes back he'll he'll be a really fun player for that team as well but I agree with everything that you guys have said as well that they're, they're, the Hawks are going to be awesome. Number two, another very contentious team, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. For me, they're my uh, champion for the season. Um, I think this team without that's assuming Kyrie never plays as well. Um, doesn't play, doesn't get traded. I think they still win the championship. Uh, team was one toe away from beating the eventual champions last year. Now that's not to say that they would have won it necessarily last season, but it's a solid team. They only got better. And because they kind of have so many parts that are kind of being plugged in now with veteran pieces, that takes a little bit of time to mesh. So they got, they got demolished uh, last night. Don't want to, or two nights ago, don't want to beat around that. But with a lot of times with these veteran teams, same expectations with me for the Lakers too, is that it'll take some time for them to get going. But once, you know, when push comes to shove, I think they'll have it. I think they'll be better than anyone. This team is a lot deeper than they've been to. Patty Mills is playing some of the best basketball of his life, which is crazy. 
Um, but yeah, this is, I love this Nets team still, even without Kyrie. I, I think my issue with them is, is like, I would, you know, with Kyrie, it, going into the year before this whole debacle even happened, I, I thought the Nets were going to win the championship. It, it seemed, you know, I loved all the additions they made in the offseason. And, you know, and I felt like, especially getting Aldridge back from retirement was huge for them because I thought that was such a good addition midseason last year. Um, but it still remains to be seen how much of an impact he's going to be. Um, it seems like Claxton, they, they're, they're going to ease him back in because Claxton played a ton of minutes last night. Um, but uh, but overall, yeah, like with the Kyrie, with missing Kyrie, I think that's just you know losing one premier scorer like that is. I think that's just is going to matter so much over the course of the whole season. I can still see them winning the championship for sure. Uh, um, but I do think it will affect their seeding, which is why I picked them to be the fifth seed in the East. Uh, I just think that, um, uh, I mean, I could, I could see them also getting like four, four or five is kind of where I would go with them. Um, but I think that they, you know, I think that they're kind of in the, in the same situation as the Celtics now, um, like both deep teams, but with like strong duos, um, but I would favor the Hawks and the 76ers and the Bucks over them in terms of the, the regular season, just because I think those teams are overall just better. Um, uh, but I, I mean, I, I still think the Nets could win the championship for sure, even without Kyrie. Um, honestly, I hope Kyrie gets vaccinated and comes and plays because uh, I feel like, you know, it would just be fun to see the, see this team try to win it. Altogether. We're, we're, we're kind of getting robbed uh yeah i feel like we are because, be, because i mean it's this team is you know and even last year you know like everyone it kind of felt like the nets were going to win but then they like there was also the, the kind of realization like oh wait, they're, yeah they're they're they can't stay they can't be healthy all at the same time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i i think we can put the whole oh there's only one ball on the court thing to bed too uh they've oh, kind of yeah. proved that that doesn't matter all right, uh, one seed. It's the Bucks. Uh, Schultz, I'm gonna let you hit on them because I know you got to take off here in a sec. Um, also, I believe it's your championship pick too. That is my champion. We're gonna go Bucks in five this year. We'll run it up, run it back. But I mean, honestly, we're returning pretty much the exact same team from the championship, besides PJ for the most part and Bryn Forbes. But that was kind of my point. Um, Grayson Allen's pretty much just a better Bryn Forbes at this point. He's a much better defender than Bryn Forbes. Probably not as great of a set shooter, but he can he gives you a little bit more of that playmaking ability that Brent Forbes lacked. George Hill, kind of ass. He played pretty terrible. Um, but you never, you know, he the had usual. a great season. Yeah, he was good the one year that he or the last year he played for the Bucks. He led the NBA in three point shooting. So you never know. Jordan Nora actually made a pretty solid impression. He needs to learn how to play within an offense and not just be a chuck. But if he can do that with the players around him, I think he's going to be a really solid addition. He showed a lot of promise against the Nets. And then uh, I just think the depth in if Pat Connaughton can continue to play well. And then we have Dante DiVincenzo coming back, Rodney Hood's coming back, Bobby Portis is coming back. There's a lot of players that were injured that are coming back. They're going to add to the depth of this team and arguably probably, uh, I don't, I I don't think we're the best starting five, probably a top three starting five in the NBA, along with probably another top five, top three depth in the NBA. I think it just leads to, First of all, a great regular season team, which the Bucks have already proven that they are. And then also leading into that, we've are, we have the playoff experience now, and I think it's championship or bust at this point. And I like the chances as long as everybody stays healthy. I, I know Drew's out tonight, but I think that's more precautionary than anything. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's I, my Bucks and six pick. I um, uh, you said Bucks and five first, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. 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 <laughs> We're moving it up this year. We're moving yeah. up one. We're do- yeah. it's because it's because Drew got hurt. <laughs> but I, gotta I, temper the expectations. Yeah, even though I didn't pick the Bucks, I still very much respect them. Um, I you know I was very surprised, like you know, just kind of seeing people, get, you know, not really give them as much credit for the championship as other champions. It seemed like everybody was ready to kind of go back to the the Nets and Lakers conversation, um, but, which is fair. But yeah, which is very fair. There's a lot of injuries. Yeah, a lot of injuries, but um, I still think the I still think the Bucks are 
a really good team. And like you said, like getting Grayson Allen was a, a, a low-key great addition. I agree. Episode 30, that's a wrap. Uh, we'll see you guys sometime next week for a recap of it all. We'll have a World Series matchup coming up too. And uh, yeah, that's it. Peace.